Recorded live. Hello? This is not a time to go home. This is not a time to lose your soul. Got a work to do for the And you cannot afford to lose your way. You come through the start and you started. So please don't let the time you stop be wasted. Oh, 
waiting on the other side. This everything you've ever dreamed, everything you've waited for, everything he promised you. Thank <laughs> you. 
Stingray music. All good vibes. Thank <laughs> you. 
Enjoy Stingray music free on your mobile. My destiny, extremely close to my victory. Cause here come trials and troubles, jealousy and enemies. I must be close to what you have for me. I must be close to my overflow, extremely close. To my miracle, the fear comes, confusion, problems, and enemies. I just believe that I must be close to what you have for me. So much is
The February call will be held on Saturday, February 3rd. We ask that you continue to keep watching it in your prayers. And we ask that you continue to keep Sister Donna on your prayer list who has been diagnosed with multiple myeloma. May God continue to bless all on our prayer list with the strength needed to make it through their journeys. During the word and prayer request, please refrain from individual conversations and prayer shout-outs, even if it is for Brother Sam. Although greatly appreciated, they disrupt the service. The prayer call mentioned above is a better form as it is more informal. Thank you for your cooperation. And let us continue to pray for our young people. So many are lost and misdirected. They are under attack and need prayer like never before. Start with the ones closest to you and then extend your prayer to those who have no one to pray for them. The day is today and the time is definitely now. This concludes this week's announcement. Brother Sam? All righty, all righty, all righty. This concludes this week's announcements. I guess that means it's time for me to holler on the phone. Yes. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Okay, I need you all just to pray in the Spirit for a minute. Give God some praise and some worship. Begin to... Stir up your own atmosphere where you're at. Begin to thank your God. Mm. See, right now you can be stingy and intimate with your God. Right now, I need you to call upon your God. Mm. Call upon his name. Just remember how he has kept you. Come on. Remember how he has made a way out of no way. Come on. See, see, see. I got, I got, I got to take some of y'all there because see, he had to teach me about who shattered the combos prosperity. Because I, I, I'm focusing on my lack of funds, and, and I don't have this, and I see my friends, they got more money than me, and, and, and Lord, and I'm working like a, a, a Hebrew slave, and I ain't got no money. And then God had to say, you see what? You see that roof over your head? <laughs> Look at your parents. Compare them to some of the other elderly people. Well, matter of fact, at this point, how many do you know that are the same age as they're at? And look at how they're functioning. Mm. Look at even though you might not have what you want as far as finances, but somehow, some way, you're being provided for. I remember when my truck went down on me, I just walked into the hardware store and I just, hey, D, my truck went down. He gave me his truck. Come on now. Come on now. See, God had to train me how to shift my focus and my mindset and get an understanding of who who he is to me. So right now when I'm asking you to connect to your God, because, see, those are my stories. I know you got some of your own. I know you got some of your own situations and circumstances where you just been sitting up there. You might even just close the door because you didn't want nobody to hear and some tears was just coming down your face and you're going, God, what am I going to do? You cried out to him. I don't know what to do. I got a bad doctor's report. 
The person I thought that was going to help me, they turned their back on me. Lord, what am I going to do? So one more time, when I'm asking you to connect to your God, I need you to be open and intimate with him right now. As yero kosi dish karero komboski Yes, Holy Spirit, come forth, come forth, Holy Spirit, and speak to your people today. Yada prepare our hearts to receive those things that you want us to have. Mm. Prepare our ears to hear that which you want us to hear. Our eyes to see that which you want us to see. Our mouths to speak that which you want us to speak. Father, I'm asking you to even stir up the atmosphere right now in the name of Jesus. I bind every demonic entity right now in the name of Jesus from this call. From every household. Mm. From every family. Mm. From every seven degrees of separation, I cast you away in Jesus' name. Amen. Because today, Lord, I'm asking you to open my mouth, to pour forth to, so your people can hear that which you want them to hear. To pour forth from me, to use me as a vessel to speak, so it'll be a word of encouragement, a word of life. Whatever it is that they need, Lord, so they can receive it at this moment, Father. If it's even a point where they hope. Say, now faith is the things hoped for. Father, when that spark of hope gets extinguished, then we become hopeless. I'm asking you, Father, to reignite that spark so that we won't walk around in despondency and despair. See, hope is before faith. Reignite that spark of hope and keep a hedge of protection around us and say, there is a way out. Mm. There is a way out. Because, see, I can look at what my God has done for me before. I might not see nor understand it, but I'm trusting him. I'm trusting him right now to make a way of escape for me. Lord, I, I might not understand. I might not feel like it. Come on now. See, that's one thing. We got to learn how to get over how we feel. Mm. See, that's okay when it comes to the world. That's okay when it comes to the way, way the world acts and this and other. But when it comes to God's children and his word, that is one of the most things that stop us from accomplishing those things that God has mm, ordained for us to have. Our feelings. Our thoughts. Didn't I just tell you God had to retrain me about what true prosperity was? He had to retrain my thinking because I'm thinking as the world thinks. I'm thinking about material things. I'm thinking about material things. But as he began to retrain me, and you know what happened? I began to become less frustrated. I began to get less upset as God, as my thoughts became his thoughts and my ways became his ways. I began to see that I am truly blessed. And, 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 and you know what also happened to me? As he was getting me getting me together, because see, if our heads ain't where it need to be and, and our thoughts ain't where it need to be, then we're walking around here frustrated, mad, and pissed, and we can't clearly hear from God, and we'll get distracted and disrupted, and we might even quit. And I got to tell you right now what it did for me when he began to reposition my thinking as I'm I'm getting up, going every day, looking at this building, looking at this. I, I said, I've been going back and forth to court for one thing after another over seven years. Come on now. Seven years. Ah, 
Jesus, I walked in there an hour late the other day. <laughs> like, like, like they say, you know, Norm on Cheers. I walk in there, hey, Sam, hey. The, the, the lawyer looked at me. He smiled, shook his head. I, I mean, I'm late. They already called my case. He went, got there, gave me the document, turned around, walked. I was gone in 15 minutes. Over seven years in something that's not supposed to be six months, people. You see, that's what I'm talking about, the favor of God. That's what I'm talking about, about, about doing that. But see, what God encouraged me when he was changing my thoughts, when I'm going back and forth with these battles and these courts, and he says, son, let me ask you something. I know you're tired. I know you're frustrated. And I know you're even pissed. He said, but I want to ask you something. How many of your friends are fighting for about a half million dollars worth of real estate? I stopped dead in my tracks. Oh, and see, these are sometimes, and it was it was important that he showed that to me because I said, "Oh, I, I had to." Well, Lord, you know how how many those that you say have more, and I'm not trying to be bragging those because look, I really truly don't want to be in a battle, but the Lord is positioning me, using me, and I'm just trying to encourage you right now because when He spoke that in my heart again, transforming, transferring my thoughts to be look like He's looking, it gave me encouragement. So that I could endure this battle. And if he had told me it had been seven years that I'm still got to go to court, I still might have said, you know what, Lord, but. But he didn't tell me that. He just needed to encourage me at that time. And he spoke that to me, and it caused me to stop. And when I did that, some more of that anxiety began to fall off of me. Some more of that frustration began to fall off of me. And I, oh, well, uh, the, okay, Lord, well, so now that an anxiety is gone, that frustration is gone, his son, let me add a little bit more strength to your life. Come on. Share that up, sir. Let me add a little bit more faith, a little bit more favor to your life, favor to the point that you can walk in on your court case an hour later and say, oh, don't worry about it. We got it. Matter of fact, I, <laughs> I got to tell you, it was so much favor. I was getting ready to have a conversation with the inspector, and that didn't even have to happen. See, that's the favor of God. But you know how that comes? That comes from you walking. Walking daily, 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 consistently seeking his face, seeking his voice, walking us out day in, day out, line upon line, precept upon precept, and seeking and trusting the Lord and being obedient even when you don't understand, it don't look right, it don't feel like, but you now got to trust him in spite of yourself. See, that's what we got to get. That's where we got to get. We as his people, you know what, I'm, gonna go, I'm, gonna, I'm even going to go there. We as his leaders, because I'm going to call each and every one of you on this line right now a leader. I'm going to call you a leader, because I told you all yesterday that you all get more meat on this line than most people get in the church, and it's a purpose for that, because God is calling and ordaining you to be a leader. So you can't eat like everybody else, because you got another job assignment that God needs to be done for his covenant purposes. So I'm calling you a leader, so that means you need to get your transformation of your thought life in line so that you can become the leader that God called you to be. Oh, Jesus. Let me tell you about the power of confession, about the power of prayer. You know, <laughs> and I laugh at it now because <laughs> it, it, it's funny. Because, see, I used to, I, well, until Deborah cleaned up my room, my office, I had all these confessions on my wall. See, I tell you all to pat these confessions up and that's another so that you see them when you walk by them, you'll speak them over your life. 
So that you know, I remember. No, just put it on your wall big. Put it up there so we, oh, yeah, yeah. I am more than a conqueror. I'm this, that, and the other. So anyway, <laughs> and I'm laughing at it now because, <laughs> see, one, when God started showing me some things and talking to me and I'm seeing things are going to go in a direction, I, <laughs> one of my confessions was like, oh, Lord, I need you to make me into this leader that you called me to be. <laughs> I, I can't even remember all the specifics of it, but it was like, <laughs> Lord, because I, I, I began to recognize from the little bit that he was showing me that I got to walk in another whole realm and a whole other level. He's calling me to this. So I put on one of my confessions, Lord, I need you to make me into this leader that you called me to be. And I will confess it over my life. And I told somebody the other day, you know what? <laughs> That's one prayer I don't even I don't even say no more because I'm beginning to recognize the pull, the requirements, the accountability, and I'm like, you know what, Lord? You know I said that thing, but uh, <laughs> I, I mean, you know, I just leave it alone. But that's the purpose of the confessions. And so, I mean, and see, when I'm talking to you, to sow them into your life. Confess those things over your life. You don't have to feel like it's working. It's the Word of God. It will work. It will work. Your job is to plan it continuously. Your job is to confess it. Now, what's the importance of, of doing what I'm telling you to do? I said earlier that we got to get away from my emotions. I said earlier, we can't let the way that we think or feel stop us. Leaders, leaders. See, when you take and confess the word of God by speaking it out over your life, you are putting it out there. You're speaking it out. What is your tongue? Your tongue is a powerful tool. So now, you're not just saying about how you feel, you're confessing the word. See, that gives the Holy Spirit something to work with. He doesn't work with your emotions, he works with the word. See, if you get down to spirit, soul, and body, what's going to make the Holy Spirit? Because see, let me tell you something, because if he, if he reacted on all our emotions and, and how we felt and what we let out our mouth so often, first time somebody to cut you off in traffic and you cuss them out, then you see that car flipping around. He, he's not going to give you that kind of power until you're trained. So you, you begin to confess the word over your life continuously. It begins to give him something to work with, and he begins to mold you into whom he called you to be. See, that's why I'm telling you, put the word out there, confess it. Just do 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 it. And then God will begin to grow you and transform you. What is it? Some plant, some water. God gives an increase. Well, as you do that, then the increase comes, but it is the increase of him because he's increasing and you're decreasing. And it's funny that I got into that because we're going to talk about Joshua. We're going to talk about Joshua. See, Joshua was the successor of Moses. Moses was the one that led him out of the promised land. I mean, led him out of our Egypt. He confronted Egypt. He confronted Pharaoh. 
and he had the, all the plagues and the mighty wonders and crossed the Red Sea. They actually even took all the, all the gold and every, everything of value from They plundered them before they left. So now this broke nation, because they were slaves, God transformed them, transformed them from being a broke nation to a, a rich nation, and then they fled. They walked away from Egypt, and Egypt pursued after them. Well, Moses was the one that did all of that. But because they walked in unbelief and murmuring and complaining, well, the, the promised land that God had showed them, they weren't able to go into that promised land because they could not enter the land in unbelief. Mm. Mm. I hope y'all get that right there. <laughs> because some of you all aren't doing what you're capable of doing because you're walking in unbelief. You're murmuring and complaining, you're focusing on what you don't have, you're focusing on your lack, what everybody else got. What Didn't I just talk about the transferring of my mind, transforming my mind God had to do to me? Because I, I was looking at things different. I was looking at it from my perspective, a humanly perspective, Sam Farley's perspective. God said, no, son, let me, let me transform you. So that's the same thing the Israelites, they were murmuring, complaining. Matter of fact, see, they still had that slave mentality. And us as a race, unfortunately, we still got that too. I think this generation, some of us are beginning to come out of it. But that slave mentality. So they murmured and complained. So when they saw the promised land... Two people, Joshua and Caleb, said, we can take it. The other ten spies said, no, those are giants, and we are as grasshoppers in their eyes. That's how they said that the giants saw them. It's not how the giants saw them. It's how they said the giants saw them, and that's the same thing with us. God has been speaking to us, showing us, telling you to get out there to conquer your land. Now, what, what do you want me? Okay, yeah. But no, let, let's bring it down. Do you need? What did I just call you, leader? So you need to start thinking like a leader. So all these problems that's encompassing you, all these things that you have to deal with, hell, that's why they got you there, because you're a leader. So now, what do you do? How do you feel? You got to begin to figure out how to find a place of peace, tap into the wisdom of God so that you can deal with the situations and circumstances that's in front of you. That's what a leader's called to do. These things, that's, that's these negative things, you got to begin to transform your thinking. Look, you have the wisdom of God available to you. Everything that you seek can touch or taste was formed from God and his wisdom, and he has availed it to you. So tap into it. When God is bringing you to a situation and it looks overwhelming, okay, hit the pause button. Go, Father God, I need your strength. You tap into that, and Lord, begin to reveal to me how to do that. See, that's transforming your thinking. Well, I can't do this. I ain't got that. I ain't got this. Well, Lord, I might not have it, but I know my God does. And, I, and I'm going to seek him for whatever it is that I need so that I can do this thing. See, again, some of us are not creating the businesses that we're supposed to because we're walking in fear, doubt, and unbelief. And we're letting it feed us because we're making choices to listen to the world and not feed ourselves, not feed our spirit that which is needed, which will give us the strength to walk out to confront the giants that are beating us up. We're talking about what I don't have. 
what I don't have, and then what they have. And I'm sitting around here waiting for somebody to come and give me something rather than walking out there and believing and trusting in my God to make provision. He's not going to provide for you until you have gotten up and began to move and do that what he's called you to do. Oh, Jesus. See, that's what a leader thinks like. He doesn't think like everybody. He doesn't think about what I don't have. See, when a problem comes and presents itself, he begins, okay, how can this be dealt with? It's an opportunity. What can I do? How can I do something differently? I heard Will Smith, I heard a statement from him the other day. He talked about failure and he talked about how valuable failure is because it teaches you see we get caught up in failure because we miss it we hurt we i don't have I, I missed out but if you take your failures and you learn from them and you critique them then you begin to have another way to do it better the next time that's what failure is for, to teach you. Just because you failed at it the first time doesn't mean you'll fail at it the second time if you will continue to apply yourself. I got one of the statements on the wall that, what is it, a professional is an amateur that has done something over 10,000 times. It's something in that name. But bottom line, we start out as amateurs. We start out as, 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 as novices, as somebody who doesn't have the skill set, but we keep at it, we keep at it, we keep at it, we keep at it, and then we begin to perfect, we begin to get better, and then now we begin to know, and then when we get to that level, then we have the confidence base that, yes, this can be done. Mm, Father mm, mm, God. So what I'm asking you now is to have the confidence base in your Jesus. That he has put before you a situation, a circumstance that might be overwhelming to you, but God, trust in him. Now, what am I talking about? I'm going back to, 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 to Joshua right now, because I, I said he was, a, he was after Moses. He was Moses' predecessor, whatever the word I'm looking for. He came after Moses. Y'all know what I mean. So he came after Moses to lead them into the promised land. They walked around for over 40 years. And now, because they walked around in unbelief, those unbelieving people died off. Who was left? The children who grew up in faith, encouragement, and that understanding, not the slave mentality. That's why right now I need you to confess in your life that that, that, that slave mentality that fear mentality, you begin to curse that in the name of Jesus. And you need to begin to loose over your own life abundance. You need to begin to loose over your... You got, you got the power in your tongue, so you're sitting back waiting for God to do it. No, no, no. You got the power in your tongue. Begin to release that from your mouth. You got to start there. <sighs> begin to release favor from your mouth. Start there. So now that generation that was growing up, now, after they walk, those children are now adults. And so now, again, they're coming before the promised land. Mm. Now, what's the importance of that? Father God, this is good here. God's promise didn't change. Oh, God's word didn't change. <laughs> the promised land was still there. It's just because you walked in unbelief, you weren't able to receive it. So now I got to go get somebody who will. Mm. 
Mm, come on now. See, God's word is not going to go back to him, boy, just because you choose not to become the man or woman of God for him to grow you up, to become that leader he's called you to be, does not mean his word will fail. It just means that you did not allow yourself to be equipped and qualified to go forth to do that what he's called you to do. So now that generation, that second generation that he grew up and got rid of the slave mentality, got rid of that, that I don't have mentality, you should have go down and began to say, no, you can and you will, and we can do this because see what had happened in that period of time? They became warriors, people. Come on now. See, see, in that period of time when they were walking around in the desert, they were fighting wars. See, God had to begin to train them how to become a warrior. He had to begin to train them how to, how to get up out of that weak-minded mentality and beat-up mentality that I can take this land. See, they became warriors because they were fighting battle after battle after battle, and then they became groomed because, see, they were walking around in the desert. They didn't even really have a place to call their home. So now let me ask you, maybe if you can begin to transform your way of thinking of your situation that you're in, that maybe you can begin to see that God's making you into a warrior. Maybe you can begin to say, Lord, you know, I don't have, but Lord, ingenuity kicked in from the wisdom, and I found a way to figure out to make it happen. See, see, what did I say? The difference between a leader and somebody, he figures a way to take turn the problem into an opportunity. He figures out a way to take the negative and turn it to a positive. He doesn't run from it. He, lets it, he, he, he seeks and he does what's necessary to solve and resolve the situation. That's what he did in the desert. He transformed them from slave mentality to warrior mentality. So now, 40 years later, when they come back to the promise of God, which had not changed, they said, okay, what do we need to do? <laughs> they listened to the leader this time. The same one, because he was only two of the original. Even Moses didn't walk into the promised land. But Joshua and Caleb, the only two that said yes. We can do it is the only two that God kept alive to receive the inheritance. Mm. Mm. I hope y'all getting this because this is some good stuff. I'm glad this one's recorded because this is some good stuff. I don't, God, God's dropping some stuff through me today. I'm like, oh, Lord, this is good. This is good. Because, see, I, I just said God's promise didn't change, but now he had to get a group of people who believed him and were willing to go forth to do what needed to be done so they could inherit the promise. <sighs> and let me talk about God's promises. A lot of you all are familiar with that Deuteronomy prayer. Deuteronomy 7, when the Lord thy God shall bring thee into the land whither thou goest to possess it, and has cast out many nations before thee, the Hittites, and Girgashites, and Amorites, and Canaanites, and Perizzites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites, seven nations greater and mightier than thou. And when the Lord thy God shall deliver them before thee, thou shalt smite them and utterly destroy them. 
Thou shalt make no covenant with them, no sure mercy unto them. Now, I'm, I'm going to get back into that. That's 7, 1, and 2. When the Lord thy God shall bring thee into the land, whither thou goest to possess it. Okay, the Lord is bringing you to the land. What he's been speaking to you about. What he's been telling you. See, you sitting back waiting until everything comes together. Mm. It's not going to happen. You got to step out first. And the Lord will make it happen. The Lord will make it happen. Last night, it was funny. I, I, and me and my, my fights in my building, I just laughed. Because, <laughs> you know, I just got this apartment finally ready to rent out. <laughs> and, then, and then Pam called me and told me, oh, the roof is leaking. <laughs> That's the time I just started singing a Michael Jackson song. So anyway, okay, Lord, here I am in the middle of winter. I ain't got no money. I'm By your grace and mercy, Lord, this, this mortgage is being paid. But, Lord... The roof is leaking. How is this going to happen, Father God? Because I ain't really a roofer, and I can't just go get my roofer to do it because that would deplete the little money that I have. So here, see, this is wisdom again. Lord, how, how is this going to be done? So now this is wisdom. Okay, well, you know what, Lord? I don't know right now. I'm going to leave. I'm going to go bust that. Left it alone. And one day I was doing some work. See, see this, this is walking in wisdom, seeking God, trusting God. I'm in the middle of winter. What does that mean for those who are not in the construction industry? That means getting up on a cold roof up three stories high with the wind and the snow to do something you're not familiar to do, it, it ain't quite that doggone easy, people. So I'm like, okay, cuz, how am I going to do it? So anyway, I, I, hey, Wayne, uh, I got an idea. I ran my idea by him. He said, yeah, that'll work. Oh, okay. That was God speaking to me. So I presented it to, see, this is wise counsel. I, 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 I'm presenting it to him, and, and, and we, we comfort. He said, yeah, that'll work. Oh, wow. So I just need to able to do it. Some good weather, because, see, now at this point in time, I'm, I'm fighting pipes freezing and, and cold weather again, 20 below. And I can't, Lord, I'm in the middle. How is this going to happen? I got an apartment. I, I got a whole side. Ain't nobody paying that, but God. Okay, God. You know. And so I don't know. Then, oh, wait a minute. The weather's changing. Ooh. The weather's changing. Ooh, I got a small window. I got a small one. See, that's my God working on my behalf. See, he, I, I put it before him. I'm, I, I'm not getting over anxious because there's nothing I can do about the weather. And if, if I just take my little money and do then I, yeah, I'll resolve that problem, but I can't resolve all the other bigger issues. So I got to be peaceable and trust my God. And my God began to shift the weather. So now I got a small window of opportunity. Ooh, maybe I can get this done in this time frame. So yeah, Lord, and here come problems, and here come people, and pulling. So you know what happened? Lord, it's about hmm, 5 o'clock. It's going to get dark soon. Well, you know what? I'm going to go on up here and see what I can get done. Get dark, I can't see. I got out there. I said, wait a minute. I saw this. I saw the long story short. It was enough lighting from the lights to enable me to do what needed to be done. But see, that came from a warrior mentality of not quitting despite whatever's presented before you. Because I could have easily said, you know what, I'll do it tomorrow. But you know what my responsibility is? Tomorrow, I got to be on this phone hollering on the phone. 
So, Lord, as I know this small window that you give me is going to rain. I don't want to take and just sit back and wait. See, that's that passive mentality. No, I'm going to wait for things to perfect. No, warrior. You get up and do what you need to do at that moment in time, and God will make a way. But he makes a way as you step out on it and you confront those things that are greater than mightier than you. He sees you sitting back trying to figure out how to get done. God says, move now. God says, I need you to get up and move now and trust me. Oh, I need you to trust me and let me be God. And watch me do those things that you cannot do. Oh, Father God. See, come on back now. He said, well, the Lord that God shall bring thee into the land where thou goest to possess it and has cast out many nations before thee. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. He cast them out. Before you even got there. See, now this is where you got to get the spiritual and the natural mindset and understanding. See, in the natural, they were there. But in the spiritual, <laughs> they were already a defeated foe. But see, if you have the mindset that, oh, Lord, they're bigger than me. Oh, Lord, I can't handle this. Then you're defeated. But God had already given you what was in Because see, now, I just talked about the Joshua generation, right? Well, this is back in Deuteronomy where Moses was there. And they did not inherit the land because they walked in fear. Again, so before Joshua, the promise had been spoken. The promise had been spoken. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, Father God. The Hittites, Parasites, Gergesites, Amorites, Canaanites, Jebusites, and Hivites, seven nations greater and mightier than thou. Wow. Now check that out. God wants you to go and fight something that's bigger than you. Come on. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. See, this is God saying they're bigger than you. This was, see, before the Israelites had it in their mind that the giants were bigger and said, we are grasshoppers and dead eyes. That's what they spoke out of their mouth. No, now this is God saying, these nations are bigger and mightier than you. See, that's a difference from what he says and what you say. He says, seven nations greater and mightier than thou. And when the Lord thy God shall deliver them before thee, Thou shalt smite them. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Lord, you want me to go fight somebody bigger than me? Yup, sure do. And I'm going to deliver them into your hand. But you got to go through the fight. See, the war is won. But you got to go through the battle. But if you go through the battle with the, with the mindset not properly set in order as a slave mentality, then you're already defeated. So you got to have that leadership, that winner mentality, that overcoming mentality. That's what you need to have. And see, see, in the spiritual realm, it was already delivered. But they had to fight the battle in the natural. He said, when the Lord thy God shall deliver them before thee, thou shalt smite them and utterly destroy them. Thou shalt make no covenant with them, nor show no mercy unto them. God is telling them, you go and you fight this battle, and you beat their shambosca de gandro, gadaka, and you destroy them utterly. Mm. See, that's God's perspective on it. And that's what he's telling you when he's telling you to step out now. Do what I called you to do now. Quit waiting and sitting and preparing and planning. Get up and move now. I, 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 I laugh at my friend Mark Gully, but I, I got to give him some depth. 
He ain't got a squash skirt or goose skirt in his pocket, but he's being obedient. And, and the more that he steps out in obedience, the more the enemy comes and takes from him. But you know what? He get up and he do it again. And here come the devil taking something else. He get up and he do it again. And I'm going to be faithful by going and praying and interceding and sweeping his death. And I'm looking at on the outside, I'm laughing at him. You know why I'm laughing? Because I understand. Because see, 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 that's that relationship. I'm laughing, but I'm supporting him. Because see, well, it's a relationship that we have. We'll do that. See, I, 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 we're, we're cutting each other, but we're also lifting each other up. So even though I'm laughing, because I understand. But I'm also supporting and encouraging. And hey, man. And I'm not going to allow him to sit down and get, 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 get that mindset of, of, a, of a slave mentality. No, I can't allow that because, see, then that might try to affect me, and I can't have it up in here. Because I got too many things that are greater and mightier, courts and this, that, and the other, that I got I to gotta battle. But I, I, I got to give an honor because I see him in spite of himself. See, what did I just talk about your feelings? What did I just talk about? How I feel, what you don't have. Who is your God? Come on now. <laughs> Who is, is he God? Is he truly God? The one that you sing and dance and give him the praise and he's going to do all his great mighty things? If he is, then act like it. <laughs> if he is, then act like it. And step out on the promises. Be obedient to do that what he's called you to do. Mm, Be obedient. Be obedient. Be obedient to do what he's called you to do. Oh, shit, it goes. I'm scared of the scared of the Had a little situation with some money going on. Me and my daughter, she got to get a college tuition. I ain't getting all the details. Long story short, we had a conversation when she first got here, and then her mindset changed. I had a conversation with some other people. I ended that conversation with the word. I tabled it. I tabled, <laughs> I tabled it with the word, not my feelings. I tabled it the word. I had no more else to say about it. Before my daughter left, her whole mind was different. So she looked at me, and she said, Dad, I don't know what to do. I said, go to school. And... <laughs> I saw her walking through the kitchen one day, and she was just singing, being her little happy, joyful self. And she said, oh, I need about $11,000. I don't know where it's going to come from, but it's going to come. I said, wow, look at the change in her mindset and her attitude. See, she was encouraged and trusting her God, and she's walking it out in her own relationship with her own God. So then she sent me a text the other day, what, one day this week. And she said, because she's a second-year student, that the college gave her $1,000. I said, praise God. Look at that. God is already acting on our behalf. God already had that that we didn't even know about it. I said, look at God where I sent her a text. Wow, so we just got 11000 more to go. She sent me a text. No, Dad ain't. I said, see, that's what I'm talking about. See, that's my God working on my behalf. Now, see, that encouraged me. So come on, Lord. He's working on my behalf. I don't know where this money's going to come from. I don't know how this is going to happen. But I'm trusting my God, and I'm stepping this thing out. See, see, my mindset is to look toward the hills where, where my help comes from. I can't look at my pa 
because I got about a quarter in one and a hole in the other. And compared to what, that ain't enough. So, God, how you going to do this thing? I don't know, but I'm walking this thing out. I'm trusting you. And he's shifting weather, court system. He's doing all of this. And you know what? I'm just going for it. Lord, help me. What's today? What's today? How to do it today? How to do it today? And he's answering my prayers step by step. And I'm walking. And he's moving. And he's being God. And you know what? He ain't no respecter of persons. He's no respecter of persons. That's why I said, with the attitude that I said yesterday for those who want to call, it's time to step it up. It's time to step it up. We can't sit back, lay back, and la la waiting on me. No, because I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to get left. You're going to get left. There's too many things. It's called, what I said, this call started, what, years ago from a group of people who was just despondent about their work situations, and it's supposed to have been a 20-day fast. Well, it turned to a several-year prayer call and now all these other things, so things are transitioning. So we've got to go, and we're going. Now, I don't know if you're coming or not. You're going to get left behind in the desert. That's, that's up to you, but I'm Joshua and Kayla. i got to go. I ain't got no choice. So what about you? Are you going to let the fear, doubt, and unbelief keep you in bondage with the slave mentality? Or are you going to say, Lord, I'm going to trust you even though this thing is bigger than me? Even though, Lord, I am truly lacking, I'm going to trust your word to do that which needs to be done. I'm going to begin to confess your word over my life, my situation and circumstance. I'm going to begin to step, te- take steps of faith, line upon line, precept upon precept, so that you can begin to work on my behalf. I'm not going to no longer sit and plan and, and pray and think. And now, because really what you're doing is you're not doing a thing. You're going to begin to get up and step out and say, God, let's do it. See, that's what he's looking at. But those who are going to take over the land, the nations that are greater and mightier than thou. See, that's the power in that prayer, that, that word right now. That's why I said that's one of the confessions you need to be saying over your life. Because what you're really saying, you're recognizing that what's before you is bigger than you. But it's not bigger than your God. It's bigger than you, but it's not bigger than your God. And if this is what he's called you to do, then you're going to trust and step and do that what he's called you to do. See, I'm calling you a leader because God's calling you a leader. I'm calling you a leader because God is ordained and has an anointing upon your life to get up and lead. Ooh. Mm, y'all ain't getting this. Let me just go ahead up. Let me, let me just go on up here. Going into Joshua. Mm-mm-mm. Joshua 2 and 9. See, now, for those who are sitting back, <clears throat> talking about what they don't have, what they don't, what's missing, and how, you know, I can't do this because I'm, I'm small, I'm insignificant. Yeah, God, you might have called me to do this, but it's got to be done at a later time when I'm better prepared. Joshua 2 and 9. I'm going to just read the first verse. And Joshua, the son of Nun, sent out a shit of two men to spy secretly, saying, Go view the land, even Jericho. And they went and came into a harlot's house named Rahab and lodged there. And it was told the king of Jericho, saying, Behold, there came men in hither tonight of the children of Israel to search out the country. And the king of Jericho sent unto Rahab, saying, Bring forth the men that are come to thee, which are entered into thine house, for they be come to search out all the country. 
And the woman took the two men and hid them and said thus, There came man unto me, but I went not where they were. And it came to pass about the time of shutting the gate that it was dark that the man went out. Whether the man went out or not, pursue after them quickly, for you shall overtake them. But she had brought them up to the roof of the house and hid them in the stalks of flasks, which she laid in order on the, on the, upon the roof. And the man pursued after them the way to Jordan to the forest. And as soon as they which pursued after them were gone out, they shut the gate. And before they laid down, she came up upon the roof. Now this is, I just wanted to set set the tone for what I'm about to get into. Because they're getting ready, this generation now is getting ready to go take over the land. This generation now is getting ready to do enter into the promises of God. So now this is the actuality. See, see, the promises of God, again, happened over, over 40 years ago, but they were in fear, doubt, and unbelief, so they didn't walk in. And now this generation is saying yes. So now, and we just talked about spiritual, natural. God said that in the spiritual is a done, and the spiritual is a defeated foe. But see, now we're reading about the natural aspect of them actually going out and seeing what needs to be done and what we're really getting ready to go, and go up against. So they sent out two men to spy out the land. And so they'd see again. So now it went throughout the town that, wait a minute. Now, you understand all of this for this next verse that I'm about to get into. It went throughout the town that there are two men. And so they knew something was buzzing. It wasn't just like somebody walking down the street. Now something was buzzing because, wait a minute, we, 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 did, we, we know something's going on. And when you get to the ninth verse, and she said unto the man, I know that the Lord hath given you the land, and that your terror is fallen upon us, and that all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you. Wait a minute. Hold up. Wait a minute. You scared to do what you're supposed to do talking about what you don't have. The devil was scared if you begin to rise up because he know he defeated. Come on, come on. See, see, you talking about what you don't have and you won't do it and you waiting on God and it's gone. And, and, and the devil say if they ever get hold of this and they really begin to get hold of this word and they really begin to walk out to do the promises of God, we're defeated. So he, he does everything that he can to keep you seated and fear, doubt, and unbelief. But the moment that you begin to rise up and recognize that you are truly the child of God, that man or that woman that's been anointed for this particular purpose, and then you begin to say, the devil says, oh, Lord, here they come. Ah, here they come. Here they come. See, the devil is scared of you if you're walking in God. He can't do nothing with God. He knows that. It's just do you believe it and are you willing to walk out on it? The devil already knows he's a defeated foe, but what are you believing? What are you doing? Are you, are you allowing life to beat up on you and that's why you haven't done it? Or are you going to trust in the promises of God and begin to step out and be like, ha, Abraham, I raise my hand because if I kill him, he'll give me another. And God had a ram in the bush. Come on now. Come on now. See, that's what he wants you to do. Leader, 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 leader. I'm going to keep saying it till it gets in your sphere that you're a leader. You go to sleep, you begin to dream you're a leader. God begins to give you dreams of leading people. Leader, 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 leader. You need to get up and become that whom he called you to be. Just as he called Gideon, a mighty man of valor. And at the 
the beginning, he was walking around like everybody else. I can't do this. But by the end of his story, he was that mighty man. And I dare you to get in front of me because I'm coming back for your head too. See, that's what God is transforming, transforming you into that man or woman who's not afraid of the problems, of the situations and circumstances that's coming against you. But you say, Lord, they might be bigger than me, but they're not bigger than you. God has given you a command to go and face those giants in your life. Mm-mm-mm. He's giving you a command not to pull back. Because you look overwhelmed. And you might even be overwhelmed. He's giving you a command to walk, to rise, and to move in him and to trust him. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all his righteousness. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all of his righteousness. I just talked about me being out on that roof. I got to go back out there today. But I'm seeking God first. I'm doing my responsibility. And you know what? I'm trusting him to make the weather, to hold the weather off him. He done, he done turned it from a minus 20 to a 40 degrees. Come on, that's a 60-degree 60, 60 shift in the middle of January. Come on now. Come on now. And I'm giving him praise, but I got to walk out on his promises. I got to walk out on the things he's called me to do. And it's the same with you. See, the devil is afraid of you. He's afraid of you beginning to realize who you are and what you have. Take advantage of your advantages. What did I just tell you about wisdom? The same thing that formed that was in the, in the present when God formed the seas is available to you. Take advantage of it. Say, Lord, okay, I'm believing. He said the steps of the righteous man are ordered by the Lord. I'm believing that you led me to this point. Now, I might not have enough, but that's okay. God, how is this going to happen? See, that's what leaders do. I remember when Lee Iacocca was in crisis. They were getting ready to shut the doors, but they called him now, and he just resolved issue after issue. That's what a true leader does. That's why they're compensated, because they solve the bigger issues and the bigger problems, because they're not afraid to back down from them. They're willing to get into the trenches. They're willing to do that with is needed to be done and to trust God, to trust the process, to trust whatever the systems that are in place that they're going to manifest and change things around. And that's what God's calling you to do. So, yes, what am I trying to say? Problems are going to be there. Negativity is going to come. Hurt, pain, trials, and tribulations are going to be there. But God is giving you the anointing and the strength to endure and to press your way through. Mm-mm-mm. Yep, I'm gonna go into this last little bit. So I touched on the fact that God's promises didn't change, and that though they walked in slave mentality, He had to get rid of them, and He trained up a new generation to become warriors. And this new generation, they walked into the promised land, but before they walked into the promised land, they sent spies there to check it out. And the spies heard from one of the people who lived in the promised land. Because it was the same giants that were there then, the same giants that was there before. But the prostitute Rahab said, these giants are scared of you because they recognize the power and anointing that's on your life. Though in the natural, they're bigger than you, they're like, no, nah, dog, we know we're a defeated foe. Come on now. They're a defeated foe. That's why God wants you to rise up in his power and his anointing, not in your own strength, not in your own ability. But now check this out. I need you to get this here. 
the sixth chapter of Joshua, after the spies that came out. Now, see, this is, a, this is so key. They came back. They gave the report to Joshua. So now, what do we do? Okay, we got the land. Let's go the next morning. Let's take No, 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 no. That would not be wise. Not be wise. Would not be prudent. God had ordained it. So you need to find out God's strategy for you to take it over. I, I'm harping on, even when we went to the conference, harping on, and even something told you about me and Gully the other day, harping on, you know, I get tired of, of being on this call all the time, but I'm recognizing I need to go to God to get direction. I need to go to God to get strength. I need to go to God to do, do whatever I need. That's the only way that I'm going to be able to endure, to, to come out on the victory end. God had promised them the land, and he already told them they're stronger than you. So now, if I run out there on me, because what God said is mine, and I just run out, you're going to be get your butt kicked. Well, God said I got it, and you just run out there and just whatever, because that, that ain't how God ordained this thing to happen. Oh, yeah, go see, go see. That's why I talk about the flesh being cursed, and, and, and ain't no flesh gonna glory in His presence. God has a specific strategy, and if you look in the sixth chapter of Joshua, He gave them a specific strategy. See, if they had just went out there, we got the land, and just went up, they would have been beaten and clubbed to death. Because see, you gotta understand, this is God's battle. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against every principality and power in high places. So they went to God. God gave them a specific strategy. They told them to walk around the walls of Jericho six times. And on the seventh time, to shout. See, in the natural, it doesn't make any sense. In the natural, I'm going to walk around the wall, and I'm going to keep, I can't say nothing. And I, I, that's, that's my plan. According to God, yeah, it is. But... As I was writing this, God began to speak to me about the walls of Jericho. What is the wall of Jericho to you? What is it that's keeping you from inheriting your promise of God? That thing, that vision, that dream that's inside of you, what that wall of Jericho, what's keeping you from inheriting it? Becoming that man, that woman, that business person, that businessman, the CEO, that, that writer, that entrepreneur, what's stopping you? What's keeping you from, from owning that shop or a chain of shops? We're called to be kings and queens on earth, people. We're not supposed to walk in lack. See, that's the walls of Jericho. But the thing about it is you have to go to God to get his specific strategy that he has for you to knock down those walls in your life. You need to go to God to hear from him so he can tell you how he wants it to be done. Because he's already told you if you do it your way, you're going to fail because they're bigger than you. They're bigger than you, so if you go up there with that's like if you go up there with your knife and they got this AK forty seven, you're gonna die. But if you listen to me and let me do what I tell you need to be done in my way, and then you'll have to learn to trust me and to walk according to me and leading God direct you, it'll happen. 
See, that's what I'm talking about when he begins to speak and, and, and reveal things to you. What's keeping you from inheriting your promises? What are the walls of Jericho in your life? It could be your own way of thinking. Your mindset. Bad habits. It could be anything. But the promises, the promises of God have not changed. So, so, so go to God for yourself. Connect with God for yourself. And ask him to give him him give you the specific strategy that you need, so these walls will come down. And then trust him, and walk it out. Trust him and walk it out. Again, I I, I tell you every time I go to court, I, I that's my little Bethel or my temple or whatever. But it's my reminder of God of what God did to me every time I walk by that help desk down in the basement. Because I remember how God brought me out of this situation. Because, see, that help desk is what they sent us to when we first died. Oh, we about to lose the house. Oh, Jesus. Y'all gone out and talk to them. So every time, that's a praise report to me, a, a place of encouragement because I realize, yeah, God, let's go to court. Walking in faith, walking in constant, but also more than anything, walking in experience. Going through the training that's necessary. That God can, God can increase and grow me up so that I can stand there in confidence and trust and believe in my God. As he walks down, knocks down the walls of Jericho in my life. So, Father God, as we come before you today, asking you, Lord, let us to not walk in fear, doubt, and unbelief. But to trust you so that we can go through the inherit the promises that you've given us. So that we will not have the slave mentality, but we will have the, the mentality of overcome of a victor. That we'll go through the necessary training so we can become the conquerors, Lord. Transform our minds and our thinking, our thoughts and our ways, Lord, so that we can walk in the fullness and the assurance that we will inherit the promised land. Don't let those things that's keeping us from reach our promise keep us defeated, Lord. Keeping us defeated. But we're going to trust in you so that we will stand in confidence in our God. So these things that are bigger than us, that are mightier than us, we will overcome and take over the land. So, Holy Spirit, today I'm asking you to speak to your children, minister to them, minister to all of us, Father, so we can truly rise up to become the victors you call us to be. Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
All right, all right, all right. Well, that was a lesson for today. Hope it benefited you all. Bless you. Anybody got anything? Okay, anybody there? Yes, people here. Oh, okay. I'm just asking. <laughs> Everybody quiet. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to assume that means nobody has anything, so I'm going to say amen on that. And we'll move ahead with prayer requests. Yep. Go ahead and start with me. <laughs> All right, Father God. Uh, it's 11.54. Father God, let me lift up Pam's family. Father God, continue to keep your hand upon their life, Lord. Continue to bless, love, anoint, stir up, strengthen, encourage, whatever needs to be done, Father so that they can continue to be used by you. Let your word go forth, Father, so they too can inherit the promises, so that they too, Father, can be used by you. Speak life and word, healing and strength into that family bloodline. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. And let me pray for Pamela. Father God, I want to lift up Pam. Hushkurgo Sandaka. Rumbuskurgo Seshidaka. Hushkurgo Seshidgumbrandigo Seshidgo Saraka. Mbuskurgo Seshidgumbraskurgo Sedeke. Horumbuskurgo Sedesco Rumbragadego Seshid. Father God, help her to see you, Lord. Yes, yes, yes. Help her to see you, Father, for who you truly are. Lord, not. The limited vision, but the fullness of who you are. Help her to see you as you are, Lord, not even in her own perception, but in how you are, Father, so then she can begin to walk in assurance in accordance of who you are, Lord. I speak life, health, strength. As you continue to transform her out of darkness into your marvelous light. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Oh. All right. What's one for? Was one prayer going once? Was one prayer going twice? Was one prayer going three times? All right, then. Somebody pray for me. Uh-huh. No, not so fast. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I was at the. I'm in the gym and I was. My phone is plugged in over by the window. I was all the way across the whole gym and I had to run over here. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I almost, I was, yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, I know he was like, come on, Pam, say this prayer. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I guess it means you want prayer then, huh? Okay. All right. Rumbuski to go sisha, Rumbrandi go sisha to go sisha to go broski to go sisha, Gumbroski to go sandaska to go braca, I said to go city. Gumbroski to go sisha to go sisha, Broski to go sandaka. Gumbroski to go say yes, yes, yes. Hmm, interesting. Hmm. Very, very interesting. Hmm. I feel there's a shift that's going on in you. Even today, there was a, some additional shifting. Hmm. Hmm. And, and I think what it is is I don't know. It's, it's what this Deborah's dog outside. Yep. I think she just called her. What it is is like even though you might be encountering some of the same things or. You might hear the same word or the same message or, or whatever it is, but now because you're different, and just like that talked about that that difference in mentality, the slave mentality to that of a leader, it's like it, 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 it's shifting in you more quicker. You're hearing you you're more apt to just step out in faith and and, and not be all that wavering. It, 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 and God is really increasing in you. And you're more saying, okay, well, Lord, come on, let's do, let's do this. Rather than a lot of that 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 that, that anxiety, you, you, you're losing a lot of that because you're trusting God more, and you're getting a greater understanding of who God is in your life, and you're recognizing how He has provided for you, and how He has made a way, and how how much of a difference it has been from when you first really began to say, oh yeah, I remember who you are. Mm-hmm. And your words the same sucker who left me and all that, that that stuff I was dealing with. But now you ain't calling them sucker no more. You be like, mm-hmm. okay, God, I'm I'm beginning to, I'm beginning to even to like you a little bit. I still you know we still got to talk about a few things, but I, I'm beginning to even like you a little bit more, a lot. And so what that what that's doing? See, that's when I talk about that line upon line precept upon precept, and I talk about the word that's actually that's that's the word that's inside of you now shifting and moving. And see, now as more word is added unto you, you're gravitating and grabbing hold of it quicker, freer. Whereas before you would you would you would you would battle against it. Now you're not fighting against God as much as you used to. Now you're just trusting Him. And letting him be God. So, woman of God, she did go send this girl to go bosk to go and rush to go say to go send rando go send a send to go send daka. Hon rush to go say she does to go send rush to go say to go send daka. Hon rando to go say she did go bosk to go send to go say to go send this girl to go boko. Continue to send to go send to go and to go bosk to go send daka. Continue go send to go say this girl to go send did to go send daka. Continue to let the word. And the Spirit lead you into the fullness of who He called you to be. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. 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 Crush a little bad, but. 
That's funny. <laughs> he wouldn't come from Denver, but he came for Bussy. <laughs> oh, dog. Uh, yeah. He kept going all the way off of Southern Crusher Run. Denver trying to entice him to come. This that another. Dog going opposite direction. Bussy came outside. Crusher. Because I just saw the dog running. I looked out. Bussy standing at the gate. He ran right up to the gate. No, the dog got outside the gate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. But you know what? And it's funny, though, because it, it, as I'm saying that, you know, that's how God expects us to handle our situations and circumstances in authority and expectation. Bussy walked out of the house in authority, Crusher, and the dog ran. The dog responded. Deborah walked out, come on, Crusher, come on. Come on, come come here, come here. All a little game. And see, that's how we do with our problems. That's how we're we're trying to get God to move, and we're trying to entire, and we're trying to, and God expects you to walk out there in authority. Move. I need this, and that's and that's how God will move on your behalf. Again, like I talked about, I'm in the middle of January, and I'm getting 40 degree weather. God is no respecter persons. I'm not saying anything else. Who else wants prayer? All righty then. Oh well. Yeah. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. How are you? Fine. I'm doing good. Who's this? Oh. Hmm. Me. Who's me? Alicia. I thought that's who it was. <laughs> I'm that voice, I ain't heard you so long. <laughs> How y'all doing? I'm okay, good, how are you? I'm good. It's good to hear your voice again. It's good to hear y'all too. <laughs> I didn't want prayer or nothing. I was just I was just gonna say hi and jump back on mute. Okay, dear. Well, hi. You can go back on mute. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot. All right. Anybody else? Okay, then. Anybody else going once? Yep. Countdown. Anybody <laughs> else going twice? Anybody else going three times? All righty, then. Somebody pray for me and get out of here. Okay, well, I guess since everybody's on mute. Father, we come to you today to lift up Brother Sam, thanking you, Father, for his continued obedience in following the path that you are laying for him, that he wants to or not. We thank you, Father, that he gets up each morning to lead these calls, Father. Father, we just thank you for continuing to bless him, for continuing to give him the energy needed to push forward into another day. 
Father, we thank you for blessing him and his household and his family. We thank you, Father, for making a way out of no way. We thank you, Father, for the the influence that he is having on those who may not have given you any serious consideration before, Father, and not by his trying to beat them over the head with it, but but just walking his walk and others are seeing it. And it is having an effect on their lives. We thank you, Father, for for continuing to strengthen his hedge of protection and armor that he must wear every day. We thank you, Father, for your unconditional love, your mercy, and your grace. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, you. It's time to say au revoir. And I will holler at you later. Okay, everyone. Have a blessed day. Bye.